The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. We've entered into a great season for praising and worshiping the Lord. Let's begin with praying together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and worship you, Lord. This truly is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing. We are glad in what you have made, Lord. We're glad in you, Lord, and we thank you for this spring season, O Lord. Of, of Passover and Yom Habikurim, the first fruits, and counting the Omer and Shavuot, the, the first fruits. So, Father, uh, I pray, Lord, that you will work in our hearts, that we will just sense the fact that we are coming together for an appointment with you, and those appointments are going to be amazing. So, we give you all the thanks the praise and glory, and just pray that this program can um, just be an example of how you are working. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So we start counting the Omer next Sunday. So this, today, tomorrow, is the time to ask, uh, call our office and ask for the 50 pages of devotional booklets so you can count every day of the 50 days as it says in Scripture to do. It is also going to be available on our website. It's there, and we can also send it to you digitally. But we also are sending you hard copies, yes. And we're asking for a love gift, uh, you know, whatever. And look. I'm praying that you get many of these booklets to give out to family members and neighbors and friends. What a great way to start a conversation. Uh, what is this all about? Well, it says on the inside cover what it's, what's, what it's all about, and we'll, we'll look at that shortly. Now, Friday night, the 15th, is the beginning of Passover. And uh, if you want us to send a Haggadah, which is the booklet to help you celebrate Passover, then call our office. In fact, for both of these, uh, the Counting the Omer booklet and the Haggadah uh, for a Passover celebration, uh, just call and ask for the booklets, 813-831-5673. Before we get started today, let me mention that your financial support is greatly appreciated, helps us stay on the radio, your generosity. And also you can hear my messages uh, from the past on heartofmessiah.org. And if you would like to attend our Passover, I'm not sure we have any seats left, but if you go on our website, you can check and see. I know that we were very close to being sold out. So you will just have to check. And, you know, my heart is still 
to uh, send gifts from the Messianic community to the Ukraine for the Messianic community to help them. And, and so I'd love for you to go to our website and click on contributions and go down till you see the name Ukraine and know that you're 100% of your money will go to the Messianic groups in the Ukraine. So far, we have sent, believe it or not, $40,000. Oh, my goodness. That warms my heart. And with your help, maybe this week we'll get to $50,000. That that was sort of my goal, but I might have to raise my goal, you know. <laughs> it Look, if it's easier for you, just call our office, 813-831-5673. If I can answer any questions, call our office or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So I, I'd like to talk about Passover, but I also feel that we should talk a little bit about counting the Omer first. So it says in Leviticus twenty-three, fifteen and 16, then you are to count from the morrow after the Shabbat of Passover, from the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbatot, or seven complete Sabbaths, until the morrow after the seventh Shabbat, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. So an Omer is a unit of measure, and on the second day of Passover, in the days of the temple, an Omer of barley was cut down and brought to the temple as an offering. Counting the Omer is part of participating in God's Moedim, his appointed times. Each day we count, let us be reminded that there's a link between Passover and the Feast of Weeks, or Shavuot, or Pentecost. And that is this, that it reminds us of the deliverance from bondage. And it also reminds us that uh, it commemorates the Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, commemorates the giving of the Torah and God's Spirit. And it reminds us also that redemption from slavery was not complete until we received God's Word. It also shows us that without God's Spirit, we don't have the ability to understand his word, nor the strength to keep it. So our purpose in counting the Omer is to draw closer to God each day by being obedient to his word. We should expect that our faith level will be raised each day in anticipation of what God will do in our lives and through us and in the lives of the people all around us. So each day, you have a new theme that I give you in the counting of the Omer. Scriptures to read, along with a thought, a challenge, and a short prayer. In the back, you have a few pages for journaling, but this year, our theme comes from the teachings of Yeshua in Matthew chapters 1 through 12. And then also included are verses from the Hebrew Scriptures to be seen as a foundation of Yeshua's teachings. Each daily entry is short, 
So don't just read it. Meditate on it. Discuss it with others. I hope it'll be a catalyst for further study each day. I pray that you will share this 50-day devotional with all the people you speak to, especially your family. Have them read it or download it. You can download it at shereshdavid.org. So this would be an example of the first day of counting the Omer. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech halom asher kidshanu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu al sifarat ha-omer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the first week and day number one, I have counted the Omer. The theme is we live by God's words. The scriptures in Matthew 4.4, but he replied, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And in Deuteronomy 8.3, it says, he afflicted you and let you hunger, then he fed you manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, in order to make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of Adonai. So, what a great thing to see that same scripture in both Yeshua and Deuteronomy. Now, the thought is, uh, this is a quote from Augustine, If thou sin, the word of God is thy adversary. It is the adversary of thy will till it become the author of thy salvation. Make God's word our joy as it will always nourish and sustain us. Now, our challenge for the day would be, be in God's word every day. Allow it to direct us each day. Let us be a model of its teachings. Let God's word be ready at all times to be spoken and acted on in order for people to see that we are not only, uh, we not only read and study it, but we are an example of it. We apply it. Our prayer for today. Lord, I pray that I would have the strength and the motivation to be in your word daily. Help me to understand your word and apply it to my life. Help me to understand that your word is true nourishment and that through your word, you are always speaking to me. Father, help me live your word. So that would be day number one. And You can count each day with us. It's that simple. And yet, there's a lot of things you can talk to others about, think about, and and further study about. So call our office. We'll get this 50-day booklet out to you. Just say, Counting the Omer. Uh, We can send it out on Monday or Tuesday, so you'll be able to start on time, or we can get it to you through a digital copy as well. So let us know. We're happy to share uh, what I believe is a tremendous blessing. 
as as we look at the spring feast, let's review some of the important biblical principles. Number one, God reveals his plans in his word. You know, in Amos 3, 7, it says, For the Lord Adonai will do nothing unless he has revealed his counsel to his servants, the prophets. Of course, we have to figure it out, but yeah. In Leviticus 23, God provides a picture of his entire plan for mankind. Yeshua fulfills the spring feast in Leviticus 23 and will fulfill the fall feast. God is faithful to Christians because he has been faithful to his word and to the Jewish people and faithful to his prophetic word. And secondly, his faithfulness. Just Passover, Leviticus 23.5, points to the Messiah as our Passover lamb. We see this also in 1 Corinthians 5.7, whose blood would be shed for our sins. Yeshua was crucified on the day of preparation for the Passover at the same hour that the lambs were being slaughtered for the Passover meal that evening, John 19.14. Isn't that, that's just incredible, right? And we use unleavened bread called matzah. And we see in Leviticus 23, 6, pointing to the Messiah's sin, sinless life. As leaven is a picture of sin in the Bible, making him the perfect sacrifice for our sins. So the unleavened bread has no leaven in it, no sin, and it reminds us of Messiah who has no sin. And then in Leviticus 23.10, we see the first fruits pointing to the Messiah's resurrection as the first fruits of the righteous. Yeshua was resurrected on this very day, which is one of the reasons that Paul refers to him in 1 Corinthians 15.20 as the first fruits from the dead. Shavuot, or Pentecost, Leviticus 23.16. It occurred 50 days after the beginning of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. And it points to the law. It points to the gifts of the Holy Spirit for both Jew and non-Jew. It points to a great number of salvations. You know, 3,000 were saved in that day. Lord, I pray for that to happen in our synagogue. Uh, I don't know where we'd put them all, but... But let's try it out. Maybe we'll just have to have services outside. How about 3,000 saved in one day? A result of the power of the Holy Spirit and God's Word. And it also points to Jewish people and those who were not born Jewish to be one in Messiah. God's appointed times are not just about agriculture. Rather, they're an outline and a summary of the entire redemptive program from the death of Yeshua, the Messiah, to the fulfillment of the Messianic kingdom. So understand, uh, Israel did not recognize this as the redemptive program of Messiah. The revelation of Scripture is progressive. And not until the Messiah came and died and was buried, rose again, and ascended into heaven, did his disciples begin, begin to understand what God was doing in relation to these appointed times, these Moedim. 
as we look later on in the year at the fall feast, we have an opportunity to understand some of God's intentions for the future. However, today let's concentrate on Passover and first fruits. John one twenty nine. The next day, Yochanan, John, sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The plural for lamb does not appear in the Bible. Lamb is always singular. Sometimes the plural for sheep is used and translated as lambs. But the Hebrew for lambs is not there. There is just one lamb. Passover can be summarized this way. Passover is about the one lamb, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. We see in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, it says, But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And in verse 23, it says, But each in its own order, Messiah the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah, Yeshua, the Lamb of God, is the first fruit. We're the first fruits after him. So that's having to do with the Yom Habikurim. We'll get there. Let's begin with Passover and just talk about some of the highlights that show us God and his divine plan. I believe Passover is a key holy day in the mind of God. You know why? Because when God mentions something so often, you know that he cares about it. And it's mentioned 77 times in the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Covenant. Other holy days are mentioned 10 times or less. So it's the beginning of God's redemptive plan. It focuses on key principles in God's Word, the Lamb of God that takes away our sin, You know, Joseph named his son Yeshua, which means salvation because he would be say he would save his people from their sins. In Isaiah forty nine six it says, So I will give you, meaning Messiah, as a light for the nations, that you should be my salvation, my Yeshua, to the end of the earth. You know, secondly, there's only one way. I know this is a bone of contention for people, but there's only one way. And it started back here. With acceptance of the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of the house was the only way to receive protection and deliverance for the firstborn. And unless you applied the blood of Yeshua to your heart for your sins, you can also not be delivered from Egypt, meaning the sin and the experience, and and, and this is how you will experience the promised land. God requires of you the same thing he has always required of man, a blood sacrifice for your sins. That was accomplished for you by Yeshua on the tree when he died for the sin of the world, but you must apply it and put your faith and trust in the Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel. God wants you to be free. The acceptance of the lamb and the blood brings freedom. Matzah, the uh, cracker-like food, reminds us that God's desire 
for us is to be holy without sin, just as Yeshua was holy. Exodus thirty four eighteen. You are to keep the feast of matzot, or the matzah. For seven days you are to eat matzot, as I commanded you. And matzah is scored across it, and holes are pierced in it. And it's a reminder for us not to get puffed up. It's a reminder for us that the humility and sinless nature of Yeshua, that he was bruised and pierced as he became the ultimate Passover sacrifice. Remember who God is and what he has done. There is only one Passover, that's in Exodus 12. All future Passovers are a memorial to remember. So and as, as an example, coming out of the Passover was the Lord's Supper. We see it in Luke twenty-two nineteen, And when he had taken matzah and offered the bracha, the blessing, he broke it and gave it to him, saying, This is my body given to you. Do this in memory of me. So this is the faithfulness of God who promised Abraham in Genesis 22, 8, that he would provide a sacrifice so Isaac wouldn't have to be sacrificed. This deliverance was a, a prophecy of Yeshua's sacrifice as the Lamb of God. Passover is about trusting God so much that you are willing to put the blood over the doorpost of your heart, right? And see God's deliverance of life over death, symbolizing what Yeshua's blood accomplished. Intimacy with God is the result. Is that amazing? Well, next week we're going to look at some of the traditions that are not necessarily biblical, but they're still done today in seders by Jews all over the world, yet they have amazing scriptural meaning to them, even that a lot of the Jewish people don't seem to recognize. So it's going to be a lot of fun talking about that next week. But here's the thing. I really pray and hope that you will um, get our Haggadah, which will help you with your Passover Seder. You know, this is such a wonderful book. It takes you right through the Seder. Seder means order. So uh, the Haggadah means the telling. So it is the telling of the story of Passover. And so that starts Friday night. The counting of the Omer booklet is ready, and that starts Sunday, a week from today. It is a 50-day devotional. If you were here at the beginning of the program, I did one of those devotions. And it's 50 days of different devotions from Passover to Shavuot or Pentecost. And for any size love gift, we'll send that to you. And a number of them. We'll send you a lot of them for your family, friends, neighbors. Or you can take it right off our website. Call Karen at 813 at 831-5673. There's also a great time for us to visit with you in your church or your Bible study, 
And look, we love visitors also at Shoresh David. We would love for you to come. I don't know if there are any more seats left at our Passover Seder, but you can check our website and see. Come to our service. Come to our services. Bring your Jewish friends. We'd love for you to check out one of our four locations on our website. I pray that all of you who are listening today will grow in your heart, in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. So, Lord, I pray this over our listening audience in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.